In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's July 20th, 2012, and you're listening to episode 48 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from my house. And we're tired. Yeah. And we and hurt. It's been a day. Yeah. So, no clever opening for you. No, no, none for you. I came from a Taekwondo class where I used something in my lower back that I don't think has ever been used that way, and I don't think I can properly bend over right now. Yes. So I'm not sure how long this episode's going to be either, but we shall see. Owie. Okay, so we're, we're going to do our best to entertain you, but we ain't promising nothing. Yeah. This is what we're saying. So, moving straight into Adventures with Knitting? Sure thing. Let's do it. You want to go first? Let's go. You want to go first since and, you're wearing something? Oh, yeah, shit. So I am wearing the vodka cardigan. Yay! The vodka lemonade because and it's pretty. Because we also had a Taekwondo party. We were sent one of our instructors is going back to South Korea, mm-hmm. which is a boo. But basically, his time here was part of his internship for his university degree. Yeah, and I thought, what better time to have? A, they're throwing an inaugural party for my sweater. And then I realized, oh crap! I still have to block it because it's rolling up at the hem. Yeah. It's also been the right temperature for it today. Yeah, it was. It was the right temperature <laughs> for it today. It was significantly cooler. Not the oh my god, you know, hot as Loki's balls type thing. Well, he's a frost giant. Okay, you got a point there. I did not think that one through. Anyways, but so, yeah, so you're I, I ran home at lunchtime and I did a spot a spot blocking where I just got parts of it damp. Mm-hmm. I, I just did finger damping instead of soaking it in the water. Yeah. Just enough so that the hem doesn't roll up because otherwise, you know, I'd be walking around with trailing little rivulets of water at this party. Yeah. But... This is a Louisa Harding yarn, yes, right? Yes, it is. What's the blend again? Do you remember? I know. Part of it's cashmere. Ooh. Cashmere. Oh, yeah, because it's called cashmere, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Cashmere. DK. Merino wool, microfiber, and cashmere. Ooh. And it looks like I got what's called the mint green. Yep. Which I'm quite happy with. Yeah. It's actually a bit more of a turquoise Yeah. But whatever. A Tiffany blue. Yes. But nope, I've been wearing it. I'm very happy with it. And I have been knitting on the one-by-one rib of doom. Quite a bit longer than the last time I saw it. And or at I... At least it looks like it. I have been diligent on the Anis shawl. Is it Anis or Anise? Do you know? How is it spelled again? A-N-N-I-S. I'd say Anis. Anis. Anis is A-N-A-N-I-S-E. So yes, Anis. Yep. And that one's from Nitty, I think you said? Yes, and it's by Susanna Icy. And this is the first time I've ever done nups. Ah, yes. Lovely noobs. Nups, noops, whatever you want to call them. I know some knitters hate them and call them all kinds of nasty vile names. Yes. I was calling it nasty vile names as well. I wound it around itself. Aren't I talented? Oh, this is soft. I know. This is the... Alpaca. Alpaca you got in Ottawa. Yep. Oh my god, it's soft. (laughs) And in a... There is one lace chart that you repeat. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's 18 rows, like I said before, including the pearl rest row at the end. And I'm at row 12 right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm really not that far. Well, it's also, you also start it from the bottom up. Yes. 
Yeah. So you have a ton of stitches. I'm, on the I'm doing I'm doing something over 300 stitches long right now. Yeah. So of course you won't have gotten that far. So I'm doing a buttload of nups, noops, no whatever you want to yep. call them. What I learned is I don't know if anybody else does this trick. Yeah, I've got a donut there. I just keep shoving it down. Yeah, a donut of fiber. Yeah. <laughs> of little fibery strands. Yep. What I've learned to do with the nups is I actually, you know how nups are formed over two rows? Yeah. Usually for anybody who doesn't know, these are an Estonian thing where usually what you do is you, into one stitch, you knit yarn over, knit into the same stitch, yarn over, knit into the same stitch, yarn over, or, you know, however many Quite times. Quite a few times. So that you increase, in one stitch, you increase like five or seven stitches. Right. And then on the way back, when you purl back, you purl them all together. So that you have what looks like a little puffball gathering of yarn. Yeah. It's basically like a little bobble. Yeah. And the problem that arises really when it you're going back through to purl, mm-hmm. I purled with a much thinner needle. Yeah. And just made it, pulled it out really loose, put it back onto the original needle. Yeah. I don't know. That's if, an option. Yeah. Crochet hook, also an option. Crochet hook is another option. Or I think there's a couple things where usually, see, usually when you go back, say it's a five-stitch noop. You're technically supposed to do a purl five together, but it can be a pain in the butt to try and get your needle through five stitches, yep. especially because like there's very, once you, it's especially hard to get those last one or two yes. loops on because you have used up all the slack Tension, all this, trying yeah. to get the needle in the other ones. And that those three first three stitches have stolen yarn from the last two so that you can get the needle in. So it can be a pain. And it comes, you know, you do have to sort of develop a, a sense of how loose to make them, too, so yep. that, you know, you can get it in. But I've got one more set of noops to go, and then it is just what looks like a stockinette stitch in the curves. Ooh. Which is good because we have one week until the Olympic gauntlet is thrown down. Mm-hmm. So. One week today. Yes, indeedy do. Oh, and anyone who, for anybody who wants to see what noops look like, just Google N-U-P-P. Yep. That's how it's spelled. And there's good, there'll be tons of, like, how-to videos on YouTube. But yes, one week today. And what are you doing for your Olympic project again? I am doing, I am doing. Revolinic Games project. Whatever you want to call them. I am doing a second sock. For a man, it is a calf length sock in Bahamian colors. Yeah, I had done the first one for my brother for a Christmas present. Yep. And everybody looked at me like I had a slice of crazy pie. Because you had. Because I had. Big ol' slice of crazy pie. Yeah, I, they they looked at me and said, that's the second sock, right? And I said, no, this is the first. And this look just comes over the, over their face where you can read it as, oh, dear God. Honey, you yeah. are never finishing that in time. You're not. No. <laughs> There are miracles that happen at Christmas, but this ain't one of them. So what I did was I told my brother to try it on mm-hmm. to make sure that I wasn't going to invest another so many hours of my life on a pair, on a sock yeah. that didn't fit. Yeah. Well, it does fit. Yay. So that on one hand is a good point. On the other hand, I've got to make the other sock now. Yes. And the pattern is gentleman's sock, which is, so it's actually the gentleman's socks by Christy Schuler. Published in the Fiberful. It is a free pattern, and it's a relatively simple pattern to memorize. Mm-hmm. But this is something that, um, you know, you can knit this pattern for a man, and he won't feel that it's too feminine or whatever with all of the lace. Or Yeah, it's sort of like this little mock cable-y thing that goes up the front. So there's a little bit of there's texture, texture and stuff, yeah. but not a lot. Yeah. 
is twisted traveling stitches. Yeah. So there's no actual cable, but it's twisted. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm doing. The toe, the heel, and the cuff are all in black, and the sock itself is a graduated yarn that I got specially dyed mm-hmm. from the toe up to the calf is going to graduate from yellow to aquamarine. Mm-hmm. Because them's the colors of the Bahamas. <laughs> is black, aquamarine, and yellow. Them's some 80s colors, let me tell you. <laughs> All we are missing is a shocking neon pink, and we are so 80s. Anyways, that is my that is my current status with knitting and what I will be doing during the Olympics, which... Yay, I am so looking forward to and might be playing hooky to come and watch on the big screen with Karen. Yay! Well, I won't be playing hooky because I'm not supposed to work that day. Cross fingers, oh my god. Anyway, yes, speaking of crossing fingers, oh my god, like I mentioned last week, uh, yeah, I didn't go to the TTC knit along that I had signed up to do because I was working last weekend. Last weekend turned into the Something Hates Karen weekend, Aww. including the Knitting Gods. Yes. Because um, as I mentioned in the little thing that I recorded for the beginning of last week's episode... Yeah, the Top Secret Project was um, not finished in time for the gestational celebration. Gestation has not culminated yet. (laughs) Yes, I know. But, you know, usually you try and get things done for, you know, said baby showers. Yes, you do. But, you know. But what happened was the night before, I was trying to frantically trying to finish the edging on it. And I ran out of a color, like, just, just before I could have switched to another one. And I was like, screw it. I am going to one of the big box stores on the way, and I am buying a couple things so I can give her something. She will get the other thing when she gets it. Because, yeah, it was just not turning out. And after, you know, the whole recording the podcast with the wrong microphone, and Mm, it was not a good weekend. (laughs) Last last week was difficult. So... Instead, I have not touched the Top Secret Project since then, because it needs some time out, and I'm going to have to do some major ripping out. <laughs> you don't want to it, to imbue it with a certain kind of karma. No. So instead, I've been working on the V-Junkie Socks by Socktopus, and it's in the book, Socktopus. V-Junkie? Yeah, from Inspired by True Blood. Oh. And I'm doing these in Koigu, and I forget the colorway number, but it is... Lovely, like, dark blue and green and gray and gold. The colors, sometimes the colors kind of make me think of uh, Starry Night. Mm, I can see that. By Van Gogh. I can see that very easily. And I have, pr- I pretty much have the leg done on the first sock. Now that I'm at that point, I, I might be ripping it out. <laughs> oh, dear. It over. I'm going to start the second sock with a slightly larger needle. Because, of course, I didn't try it on until I had, you know, got pretty much the whole leg. And it's like, eh, it's maybe a tad bit. <laughs> so I'm going to start... Your foot starts turning blue somewhere along the day. Not quite. It was a little bit of tugging to get it over the heel, which is like, okay. uh, once I actually have the gusset and the heel and everything in, how is that going to affect the fit? So I'm going to start the second sock with a slightly larger needle. Okay. See how that goes. And then that way, if that works better, screw it. I will rip it out. <laughs> Plus, you know, I'm going to be stopping working on these in like a week because it's going to be the that's true. And I have my Ravelinic Games project. And what are you doing? So I'm going to be doing the Diadem Shawl Ooh. by Ruth Greenwald, published in the Yarnarian, Y-A-R-N-A-R-I-A-N. And it is a lovely sort of semicircular shawl. That is laciness. nice. And I have, I have an abundance 
of Ooh. blue yarn. I was going to say, if you have something, do you have the yarn in mind for it? Yes. Yes? I'm probably going to use the Malabrigo sock I have in Impressionist Sky, but I wanted to do it because I think that's the main, I think that's the only one I have that has the yardage to go for possibly the full thing. Like, it gives a range of three, 350 to 450 yards. That one has 440, so that gives me a little yeah. bit more to work with. Yeah. But yes, I definitely wanted to use a very strong blue because that's Ravenclaw Claw. colors. <laughs> so it's going to be my Ravenclaw diadem. Oh, now that's lovely. <laughs> you can't wear it on your head, though. No. And who knows? I might even look for some little beads or something to <laughs> pop into it so it sparkles like a real diadem. But yes, it's super pretty. Mind you, if you starched it real good, you could probably stand it up on your head like one of the big Russian headpieces. Uh, no. No, not going to be happening. But yes, but until then, I have another shawl I've been working on. Is this the Lakeshore one? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Because, as I mentioned the other week, I said screw it and cast it on a bunch of things, even though I'm going to have to stop soon. This is the Lakeshore shawl by Glenessee. And I'm just, I'm still on the first sort of lace pattern. I'm doing it in Knit Picks Shimmer, which is an alpaca silk blend. And I totally forgot the colorway name. I think I mentioned it last week. So, you know, if you've listened to that, that week's podcast, you already know what it is. Um, my brain is blinking, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty turquoise and with slight sort of greeny. It looks a lot like tide pools in water. Yeah. It looks a lot like like reflections. You know, especially like Caribbean water, yeah. Bahamas water. Yep. <laughs> Not so much Lake Ontario water. I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> this time. If Lake Ontario was this color, it'd be because there was something really funky growing in it. So. <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to swim. So, but yes, I have, I haven't gotten too far, but it's just been kind of, I've taken it with me on a couple bike rides over to the lake or a couple other places and done a few rows here and there. It's pretty easy. You kind of have to watch the chart to see just where you are and to also double check, you know, what to do on the very edges of it. But once you get into the main sort of repeating body of it, basically there's two rows to this lace lace pattern. Wow. You're either working a yarn over and a single decrease paired with a stitch in the middle, or you're working yarn overs with a stitch in between them and then plain stitches between yarn and then like a, a triple decrease. Okay. Or sorry, double decrease in the middle. So... Other than keeping track of, like, just what you're doing on the edge, where you're increasing and stuff, it's pretty easy. As lay, as lay shawls go. Yeah. And it's really pretty. Yeah, it's going to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I should mention that's from her Urban Collection ebook. But yes, other than those, and then of course, actually, I have one thing I forgot to write down, which I've also been doing, that is somewhat of a fibery nature. I've been doing a lot of embroidery this Ooh. past week. Um, partly because I was on my way to work on Tuesday and I happened to stop by and decided, oh, what the heck, I'll stop by Michael's. And Michael's finally, finally carries, like, tea towels. Not the kind that has Ada cloth, which yeah. is the the stuff that you'd mainly use for counted cross stitch. It's a very, you know, it's, it's very obvious woven fabric yes. with even, like, little holes yeah. in between each weave so you can see where to put the, the needle. But, like, regular-looking tea towels. Right. <laughs> for those of us who do, like freeform embroidery and so i'm like i have like six of these things at home which i've ordered off the internet but i want them to keep getting these so you ain't buying and then that day i was sort of i I ended up getting a new hoop and i just bought another package of needles and some floss because i'm like i'm going to work 
and I have an hour lunch break, and I think I might want to embroider on my lunch break. The muse she struck. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just want to embroider. And of course, I'm doing a program for teens on embroidery in a few weeks. Nice. So this week I have been telling myself, no self. Even though it technically is program preparation, it would still look bad if you were to embroider on the desk <laughs> while on the desk. It must have been catching because I actually pulled out my quilting past week. And I actually found a quilt top I'd forgotten about. <laughs> An entire quilt top. I, I assembled a quilt top. I and then for, forgot about it. I forgot it. about it. Yeah. How do you forget that much work? I don't know. <laughs> I got no real answer or explanation for that. The only thing I can say is it was for a twin-size bed. So it, And the one that I've got on my lap frame right now is for a king-size bed. Yipes. <laughs> It's from, you know, my brother's wedding quilt yep. that I talked about a while ago, and I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to get this to them. <laughs> They're going to be old and gray celebrating their 50th before I get this thing to them if I don't pick it up and keep working on it. Yeah. So I did. I picked it up and just worked a little bit on it. Mm -hmm. I'm still really happy with it. It's still really pretty, and I still got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. And obviously, I've got another quilt waiting for my attention when I'm done. Yes. Obviously. What the hell? Of course now, and uh, I should mention tomorrow after work, I am heading into Toronto, into Toronto for the weekend. I'm staying staying overnight for two nights at a hotel, and I am relaxing. Good <laughs> and for you. Some time, and I'm going to yarn stores, and I'm conveniently forgetting anything I might have ever said about a stash down. <laughs> <laughs> because screw it. But of course now I'm just trying to decide what do I want to bring with me to work on? Because you know, there's always the thing when you you go somewhere. It's always like, well, I might want to work on this. Oh, and I should work on this. Oh, and I think I'll work on this, too. And you end up bringing, like, five projects yep. and maybe touching one. Yep. I, and not I know. And even when you're not chasing after a small child. Yes. It is I'll probably be like, oh, I'm going to get so much knitting done in the evening when I'm just sitting in my hotel room. No, I'll be dicking around on Tumblr. It is a brutal self-dissection to tell yourself you can only take one. And now you not have... Not going to happen. Yeah, well. Well, because then my brain's like, but but uh, I can bring the sock, because the sock I can do on the subway and on the streetcar when I'm going places. And, and but then I kind of want to bring the shawl, too, so I can work on that a bit. And that would be good for, you know, in the evening when I can put the pattern out and just, you know, sit and relax. And, but I kind of want to bring my embroidery stuff, because I kind of want to get this finished. And, <laughs> and then you end up with a suitcase that's half full of projects. Yep. And no clothes. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, I still need to do some laundry and, uh, pack. <laughs> At least you have your priorities. Yes. But yeah, so, shall we move into Geek Squee? Geek Squee and Not So Squee. Oh. Because we should probably address the, at least briefly, the Not So Squee. Okay. Like, we, we, we don't like, we don't like sharing or, you know, we don't like that bad news happens. Yeah. But there. We don't want to ignore it. No. But, you it, know, we also yeah, we don't need, want to dwell it needs it, to be it addressed. Because this is, this is one that I'm sure everybody has heard a lot of, but yeah. especially by the time you hear this. Yeah. So we won't dwell on it and we'll no. get to the happier stuff in a second. Yeah, tonight, I, I, before this morning, I kind of thought that tonight when we mentioned Dark Knight, it would be about how much money it made last night. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what everybody else thought too when they first woke up this morning. Yeah, that didn't happen because no. as everybody probably knows by now, there was a shooting at a screening of Dark Knight in Colorado, Colorado. And it's kind of taken over the news, not surprisingly. Yeah. And I believe it was uh, George Takai that mentioned about this, that 
these were people who were going to, they were science fiction fans who were going to find their escape and be inspired and mm -hmm. these were people just like us. Yeah, well I mean as I mentioned on Twitter earlier, part of the thing that just seems to really had really was really sticking in my head is like these were people who were 20 minutes before that were like all excited and About, waiting in yep. line because you know we have gone to midnight premieres and we yeah. have had that experience of like being all excited and you know just thinking about the experience you're going to have and then this tragedy happens. So our thoughts are definitely with the yeah. victims and their families and everybody who was there. And ugh, sometimes the world just sucks, guys. Yeah. So, you know. And there's... Hug your family and your friends and your pets. And there's no bat toy that can fix it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Spread a little love. All right. Deep breath, everybody. And happy thoughts. Happy place. Happy yeah. place. I mean, we don't want to seem like we're trivializing no. this, but we don't want to dwell on it. And by the time you hear this, everyone has probably had about enough of the sad. Yep. So, so moving, moving on to something else we planned on talking about. There was a little catch-up to do from the end of Comic-Con last week. Everybody raise your hand if you've been watching stuff, watching stuff or looking at pictures of Comic-Con. Everybody raise your hands. Come on. Everybody. <laughs> I said everybody. Yeah, probably one of my favorite things, which I just showed Maggie earlier tonight. Um, of course, there was a panel for Iron Man 3 and the other upcoming Marvel movies where they announced what they were going to be doing. And one of my favorite things is uh, definitely Robert Downey Jr.'s entrance to the Iron Man 3 Comic-Con panel. If you need cheering up, watch this. Yes, yes. Like, the man channels Tony Stark like he never left character. Yeah, it's the sort of thing you have to watch and you'd be like, is he intentionally like being in character? Or is he being Robert Downey Jr. who happens to be exactly like Tony Stark? This is like a psychology, you know, it's like, okay, am I talking to Robert or am I talking to Tony today? Yeah, because, I mean, he comes in to music and starts da and dancing down And he prances down, down the, the aisles. Aisle, and he's wearing one of the Iron Man suit gloves. Yeah. And he gets up to the front and then he asks, how much do I love you? Big roar of applause. How much do you guys love me? Even bigger roar. Why the hell haven't we watched it? Are we watching any footage yet? <laughs> Which is something that Stark would say. Yes. So would say. And then, of course, he also turned up. At the kids' Iron Man costume contest. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. Because as I'm, I'm guessing, that wasn't planned at all. No. Not like, from the looks of it. From the well, from the looks of the the kids and everything, it look it definitely looks like it was definitely not announced. Yeah. But you have this collection of like red and gold costumes all clustered together and mm -hmm. then Robert Downey just walks straight through in his black leather jacket and his goatee and his shades and everything and he's just he's still continuing to ham it up but with the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's signing things for them, he's getting interviews from the kids and Oh my god, that is a marvelous Sharpie goatee you've got going there, sir. And stuff like that. I love that. <laughs> it's seriously adorable. Like I said, if you need cheering up, watch yeah. this, because it's like puppies and rainbows and adorableness. What do you think what do you what do you think for Iron Man three? Do you think do you think Pepper and Tony are are gonna get married? I don't know. One thing we do know though. What? Is who Ben Kingsley's playing in the movie. Do we? Yes. And if you don't, if you don't want to know spoilers, don't listen for the next thirty seconds. Put your put your fingers in your ears. Sing. Yeah, because apparently he's playing the Mandarin. 
and it's going to have to do with yeah we sort of speculated but it's apparently it's now been confirmed and it's going to have to do with the whole ten rings thing that was alluded to in the first movie when was it alluded to there's a couple little lines in the first movie that the guys who kidnapped Tony were part of the ten rings. Now I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Brandon. And apparently, I remember hearing on this on another podcast. Apparently, at one point, you see the the guy who kidnapped Tony, the group that kidnapped Tony. The guy's wearing a ring. Yeah. Later, when you see Obi, he's wearing the same ring. Me, 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 me. So it's kind of nice to see that they're picking up that thread. Okay. Especially after they totally didn't mention it back then too. Me. <laughs> Probably because they had so much other stuff they had to get yeah. in for the Avengers. But yes, I can't fit this in this Tuesday. We'll put this in three years from now. Yeah. But speaking of the Avengers. Ooh. They have announced the titles for the next couple of Avengers movies. Oh, do tell, do tell, do tell. Okay, so Thor 2, which is coming out November 8th, 2013, at least so far, is called Thor The Dark World. Okay. Some people have speculated that that this means it might have to do something with the Asgardian underworld, their version of... Mm. The afterlife. Thankfully, we have a team mythologist who is going to tell us. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And Shout out. I'm very thank. I'm very thankful for her because, especially right now, my brain doesn't work. So yes. So if you don't know what it's, check it a ravel. Check a ravel group if you're curious, because I'm sure someone will tell us. But that's just sort of speculation. On IMDb, they already have like accredited cast. I don't know how many of these are actually going to stay the same. IMDb has had some pretty spectacular cast mistakes previously so one never knows though dear god i hope this one is right i want cat dennings back as darcy because <laughs> i love darcy i kind of like the the fanon not the canon but the fanon the fan created no oh. canon that she ends up working for shield i could go with that but then the other one the other one and i, I don't know which one of these two or if it was just the two of them combined made my tumblr and twitter feeds explode all right. But the other one they mentioned is is the Captain America sequel. The Winter Soldier. Yep. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, coming out on the 4th of April, 2014. Now, again, if you don't want to know comic spoilers, tune out for the next 30 seconds. Because in the comics, the Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes. Oh, oh, oh. Who conveniently ends up being not dead. Of course. Yes. And oh. who apparently was, like, brainwashed by the Russians and was involved in training Natasha. Seriously? Yeah. And in some versions of the comic, too, I think, everyone in that one storyline that he, where he's the Winter Soldier, they were actually involved. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Yes. That could be, that could be good. Yes. So, needless to say... That could be very considering good. Considering who the Winter Soldier is, people were exploding about this. This could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be. I'm looking forward to... Now, I think the cast, as credited on IMDb, like I said, is based on the identity of the Winter Soldier in the comics. Mm. I suppose they could change it if they really wanted. Yes. I don't know yeah. if they would or not, because that seems like something like, if you if you make the subtitle of your movie this character's name, and this character ends up not being played by them, not being the, the character who becomes the superhero, the fans would probably disembowel you. <laughs> so I imagine it will be the same. But, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be good. Sadly, that one doesn't come out until April 2014. But, actually, seems kind of odd timing. I would think it'd be May, at least. 
They may have some, like, cascading plan. Yeah, maybe. I know, it just seems sort of odd, like, because I can see Thor is coming out in November, but that's sort of around... The holiday hype? Yeah, holiday sort of stuff. So, I don't know. We'll see. It might depend on whatever else they're releasing that summer, yeah. Oh, yes. Also, of course, one of the fun things about Comic-Con is seeing all the cosplay and the costumes. Yeah. And there's quite a few different places you can go. The Mary Sue has a couple of really good photo sets. There's one of the uh, gender swap and other alternative cosplay from Comic-Con. And one of my favorites. Avenger bunnies. As in Playboy bunnies. Yeah. There's even a Loki bunny. A Coulson bunny. Oh my god. Black Widow bunny. Hawkeye bunny. Captain America bunny. We should really have a larger shield. Come on. She's the only one who's not wearing ears, too. Yeah. Everyone else is wearing ears. And of course, the Iron Man bunny looks really good. And the Thor bunny. Uh, not Thor. The, um... Was it the Hulk bunny looks like Elf? Mm-hmm. Entire body painted green. Superhero Disney princesses. Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> I kind of wish there is... You can see Belle there. You kind of see it. Unfortunately, I haven't seen a really good picture of her from the front with the cape sort of thrown back so you can see her entire outfit. But and of course, of these, Merida is there. And she's an archer. And it looks basically like they've taken her, her sort of main dress and just turned it into like a leotard. Not surprising. And oh, Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella. Alice in Wonderland. Pocahontas looks badass. I wish I could see a better shot of that, though. Here she looks like she has some either face paint or scars or something across her mm-hmm. face. Female Wolverine. Steampunk Lara Croft. Jordy the Ford. <laughs> oh, and this is one we saw in a video that I'm about to mention, too. A whole bunch of people who are dressed as the TARDIS. Women who were dressed with, like, TARDIS dresses on. But they're all different in the cut and everything. My favorite is one here that's got a very... It looks sort of very 50s. Because mm-hmm. it's got that sort of crinoline... Wide skirt. skirt. Yeah. And not straps, but it's sort of like a... A A wide boat neck, I think. Yeah, a yoke. Or sort of like a yoke, but the yoke becomes sort of very small sleeves. And she's got this little police box ribbon that goes around her waist. Oh, one of my other favorites. Female Indiana Jones. Nice. She looks badass. Hey, has anybody seen a Harry Dresden at the Comic-Con? Let me know. (laughs) Oh, and props. Props gotta be said for the kilt-blowing competition that was posted. Yes. Someone in our group posted video from the Dragon Con... Or photos. No, it was a photos. Uh, photo set. Photos and video. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think there was a little bit of video. I was yep. watching it. I was looking at it at work, I think, so I couldn't really watch the video. I did. But yes. <laughs> at Dragon Con, Dragon Con, there is a kilt-blowing competition. Yes. Some of these are just really nice-looking guys in kilts. Some of them are guys who incorporated kilts into their costumes... One of, Such as Snape. One, one of the guys just went ahead and just took off his jacket and then his shirt. Yeah. And there's a few guys who have longer hair where I swear the poses they're making. And they have someone come up on stage with a leaf blower. Yep. To blow the kilt. And some of the guys, the way their hair was blowing and the poses they were doing, it's like, oh my god, that looks like a romance novel. Yeah, pretty totally much. Totally awesome. And also in the... Uh, it, it was basically, you know, what the bikini contest is for guys, this was the contest for girls. Yeah. One of the other gender swap ones that I wanted to mention, there is an Avengers one where, like, the female Loki looks really good. And they all look really good, but the female Loki looks really good. I'm not sure why Hawkeye is bearing midriff. But the one I really like is the female Nick Fury. She looks like she would mess your shit up. Nicola Fury. Yeah. Looks like you do not... She has this look on her like, you do not want to cross me. She would jack your shit up. (laughs) She looks seriously badass. And then they also have, on the Mary Sue, they have their list of Comic-Con cosplay that really impressed them. You kind of have to give the guy who went as the engineer from Prometheus props. 
Yeah. Because basically he's just wearing not-so-tidy whiteies. Yeah. And the rest of him is sort of slightly painted. It's not even, like, where people paint themselves to make it look like they're wearing something. It's like, nope, he just looks like he's gotten whitewashed. But he's gotten One good that's abs. really awesome. Nice! Well done! <laughs> Choose Dr. wisely. Henry jo- Dr. Henry Jones and the Grail Knight yes, from Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the Last Crusade. And the Grail Knight has a tray with a number of different goblets on it. And a little sign on the front that says, Choose Wisely. Well done. He's even got the satchel with the umbrella. Yep, yeah, Jones has the his leather satchel with his umbrella stuck in it. Steampunk DC Comics. Carmen San Diego. That's awesome. That's a good Carmen. Flashback to my childhood. Ooh. Sarah and Jareth from the lap from Labyrinth. God, right. her dress is so big and poofy. It's enormous. I'm looking at all the detail in his jacket. Looks like a her, but well, still, yeah, his is the character. The the costumes uh, they put a lot into those yeah. costumes. The female Shepherd from Mass Effect. Damn, that is some good looking armor. But as I mentioned, there's also a video you should check out if you want to see some cosplayers. There's the username is Critiques for Geeks. So it's critique C R I T I Q U E S the number four G E E K S and they do a number of videos starring someone dressed as Deadpool. Yeah, and they're always Deadpool versus the name of the con. There's one for Deadpool versus Comic Con 2012, which you really should see. There's a lot of really good cosplayers in it, and it's also just hilarious. Yeah, he ends up he winds up dancing, dancing with all these with people. all of these people, and each of them does. Some sort of different dance. Yeah. It's not always the same. Or, you know, other things like he's getting choked by... Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other videos. There's Deadpool versus Fanime 2012 versus Anime Expo 2012. So you can check out all those. But And then, of course, like, I'm sure io9 and Topless Robot and any of the other ones we've mentioned in the last couple of weeks who will have Comic-Con summaries, they'll have cosplay summaries. You can yes. probably even just Google... San Diego Comic-Con cosplay, and you'll find a whole bunch of galleries. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Now, one thing that I had heard of before this, but was introduced at Comic-Con, is um, I had heard before of a channel, a website, and a YouTube channel called Geek and Sundry. So you can find it at G-E-E-K-A-N-D-S-U-N-D-R-Y.com. And they have a lot of really cool shows Including one that I was watching the other night. It's started by Felicia Day, um, who, of course, started The Guild. And, of course, The Guild is part of it. There's a lot of really cool ones. There's One of the ones I was watching the other night was one called Tabletop, where Will Wheaton joins other people in playing some sort of tabletop game. The one I was watching was uh, Felicia Day, one of the other people from The Guild, whose name I can't remember, sorry, and uh, Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson Games, all playing Munchkin. And it explains the game as it goes through. Like, as they're playing, it explains what things are and how it's played. So you can sort of see how each game is played, and it looks really cool. It's really fun to watch, especially for, like, the one with Munchkin. It's funny to watch them backstab each other and... Aww. Basically do everything you're supposed to in yeah. Munchkin. But... They have started a new show called Written by a Kid, which is adorable. Basically, there's only one episode up so far, but there will be more. What they do is they ask a kid to tell them a story. And then as the kid's telling the story, they have filmed and animated that story. So the kid will be narrating the story as they show it to the audience. And they've gotten some interesting talent to work on the episodes. I love this. This is so adorable. 
in the first episode. It features Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall and Joss Whedon. That is so cute. And the first episode is called Scary Smash. That was the title that the child gave it. Okay. And the summary is, a monster smashes a milk truck, sending a stream of milk to the ocean, and Gerald and his squat team <laughs> into a epic seven-day battle against the one-eyed beast. It is seriously adorable. And the funny thing is, is the squat team are all squatting. Yes. Like, Joss Whedon is actually walking around down on his haunches. I feel really sorry for... Like, his thighs must have been burning by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you should really check it out. And if you want to just look at Written by a Kid, you can look at Written by a Kid, all in word, dot geekandsundry.com. You can also find it on YouTube. Like I said, they have a YouTube channel for it. And you should, but check out their other shows too, because they always, they all look really interesting. And I know they're going to be adding some in future as they gain the funding and everything for it. Oh, and one other thing mm-hmm. from Comic-Con. This time of a nitty Mare? persuasion. Mare? Is there a knitting superhero? No, though she should probably feel like a superhero. So a knitter and Doctor Who fan named Lisa Pinedo, P-I-N-E-D-O, decided to make herself a bigger on the inside shawl, which was in, I believe, the last thing of nitty. So it would be the spring nitty 2012, yes. Yes. I believe. I think it was one of the surprises. And basically, not surprisingly, with that name, it has TARDISes. Yes, it does. <laughs> and it's done in blue. Well, she made herself the bigger on the inside shell to take with her to Comic-Con. And when she got to Comic-Con, there was a ticket drawing for a uh, signing for Doctor Who. So she realized there was a chance she would, could actually meet the cast. And so she made a spur-of-the-moment decision to give the shawl to Karen, to Karen Gillan as a going-away present. If she got a winning ticket. Mm-hmm. She didn't, but a friend of hers did. Ooh. She gave the friend the shawl to pass along, and she waited sort of in the front of the crowd just watching the signing. When he got up to the... I'll just read it from the... Directly from the Nitty Blog post. Um, when he got up to the table, he gave her the shawl and po- her, Karen, the shawl and pointed me out. I got a big smile and wave from both her and Arthur Darville. I couldn't see Matt Smith from my angle. One of the volunteers that was working the signing snapped a picture of Karen in the shawl with my friend's camera. So there's a picture of her, of Amy Pond. Wow. Wearing the bigger on the inside shawl. She went on to say, I gotta say, it was a little tough parting with my shawl, but at least I can always make another one. Oh. My. God. That's Doctor Who kismet right there. <laughs> that is amazing. Actually being able to give your Doctor Who shawl to one of the Doctor Who, Who stars. Companions. Yeah. Oh my god. That is like knit nerd heaven right there. Yep. Just about. I think that's a good reason to give away something you had intended for yourself. Plus it's sort of a once in a lifetime sort of thing. And one other thing to mention is that I believe yesterday the Emmy nominations were announced. Mm-hmm. And there's a few geeky shows that have been nominated for fairly large awards. For instance, in the drama category, in the drama series, we have Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And Downton, Downton Abbey. And in the supporting actor in a drama series, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Brendan Coyle, Downton Abbey. Jim Carter, Downton Abbey. <laughs> like half of the people in there. But one of the other ones that we have to mention, because it's a show that we have mentioned a number of times on this podcast, mm-hmm. in many of the miniseries categories, Sherlock has been nominated. Yay! 
So, outstanding miniseries or movie, Sherlock, A Scandal in Belgravia. Mmm, yummy. I'm kind of wondering, yummy. like... Why that one? Why not Reckenbach Fall? Because seriously, for outstanding lead actor in a miniseries, Benedict Cumberbatch. For outstanding supporting actor in a miniseries, Martin Freeman. Not to mention, like, a hundred billion times more more nominations. I mean, it was a pretty much... I think... I don't know how many categories there are for miniseries, but Sherlock had, like, ten nominations or something. So I'm thinking, like, every category that they have for miniseries, it must have been nominated. It was nominated, like, music, writing, editing, cinematography, a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, admittedly, this is the Emmys. So Sherlock's going to be up against the miniseries from HBO. Yeah. And other series like that. So my hopes are not terribly high that it's actually going to win much. But it did get nominated. Especially because I, I think, you know, there might be some lean more towards, like, American-produced shows. But at least it got nominated. Yes, it did. And Benedict and Martin both got nominated. Which, <laughs> And by the way, happy belated birthday, Mr. Cumberbatch. Yes, this was, and these were announced on Benedict Cumberbatch's birthday. So happy birthday, you got an Emmy nomination. Yeah. I like one of those for my birthday. I don't know what I would have done to deserve it, but I yeah. like one. True. Yes, this should be interesting. I'm wondering, because it's, the, because it's always the first episode that it was nominated for, I'm just wondering if maybe there was something about the timing of it, of like when it came out or something, that, you know, maybe the last episode was beyond the, the date Can't time where they can, it. yeah, consider it. Can I don't know. From? I mean, it did come out in like late May when most shows were still having their finales, but who knows. So that might be it. But yes, this should be interesting. I cannot wait. Like I said, I, I don't know if it'll actually win anything, but should be interesting to see. So, moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. We have found something through a friend of ours, which is the most awesome clock ever. It's a little bizarre, but still awesome. Yes. And we want it. Desperately. And it's just called Grandfather Knitting Clock. It is made by Siren Elsie Wilhelmsen, who from what I gather, is an artist tinkerer of all things. Yeah, and actually you can go to their website at S-I-R-E-N-E-L-I-S-E-W-I-H-E-L-M-S-E-N.com slash work dot html and you'll see this. Basically, I mean, it looks like a grandfather clock, but where the face is, it looks like one of those circular, like, peg knitter. yeah things like you can use for like making hats and stuff and through i suppose some sort of mechanism it rotates and or knits and the resulting tube dangles down the body of the grandfather clock casing so as time goes by the concept is it knits you a scarf or a very long tube and if i remember correctly what our friend michelle said last night it will actually yeah 365 knitting clock there is also which is a similar thing yeah, she has a smaller version called the 365 Knitting Clock. It knits 24 hours a day for one year, showing the physical representa- representation of time as a creative and tangible force. After 365 days, the clock has turned the past year into a two-meter-long scarf. Damn. Now, the past can be carried out in the future, and the upcoming year is hidden in a new spool of thread, still unknitted. I want to know how to make this. I know. Or where to get this. I know it's an art piece, so the chances of either is not great. But someone has to, like, try and reverse engineer this because it is amazing. It's so awesome. That would be, like, something that you'd have maybe in the Weasley household. 
Oh my god, yes. But can you imagine, especially if you set it for a special day, like say first day of fall or Christmas or Ooh, yes. your birthday or something like that. Every day, every year on that day, you have yourself a new scarf. Yeah. Rain or shine. And you can just let it sort of take along. Do on its own. That's just pretty kind of cool. Yes, I love that. So someone, figure out how to, how to reverse engineer this. Okay, so yeah. shall we wrap up and go to bed? Yep. And I still need to pack. Uh, Not that I'm going to pack much. I need to go have my spine broken and then put back together. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully next week we'll be better nerds. Well, next week is Olympics. Yes, next week Olympics start. But next week we will be watching the Olympics and everybody will be into their Olympic material. Yes. We might actually be recording during the Olympics. Yes, so we might be on an Olympic high. Yes. I am especially going to look and see if I can spot one of my high school friends who is an Olympian. Ooh. She is a sprinter. Her name is Debbie Ferguson from the Bahamas, and she mm-hmm. did qualify for the Olympics this year. Yee. So I'm going to be nice watching to try and find her. Yay. Yay, Debbie. But yes. So until then. Until then, carry on. Yes. Carry on and keep knitting. Yep. And the rest of us need to find some wine and a masseuse. Yes. Night, everybody. Night, night. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K 2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek 2. Have a good week, everybody. Yes, we're still recording. It's okay. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yes, we hadn't actually done it yet.